Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Yeah. Um, it, it was very, it's very hot here in Syracuse this weekend. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're recording this in uh, early April. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you're listening to this in mid-April, but I mean, it's only off by like a week. We're only about a week out. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it Friday. So what was it? Friday, maybe Thursday. No, it was Saturday and Sunday yesterday. And today was in the eighties. Wow. It was 81 degrees yesterday. It was almost 80 degrees today. We had some of that last week and I know that this is kind of how weather patterns and air masses work, but it's always yeah. a little bit weird to me when like, it just like moves away on, on its way up there, and y'all get the same weather that we had like two, two or three days later. Yeah, you know, the rain, the 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 heat and whatnot. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we do because I was. Uh, I mean, how many times have you know I've been like, oh, it's storming here, and you were like, oh yeah, I did that here yesterday, and I was like, yeah. oh cool. Or like I would be like, oh shit, it's raining, and then you know, uh, yep. sometimes yep. it hits the other way. So, uh, oh. yeah, yeah, but uh, it's weird. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah, but I uh um uh great news. I got mm-hmm. my second shot today. Congratulations. Yeah, so now I am I have joined the ranks of fully vaccinated. Very excited. You are going to feel like shit tomorrow. I I uh am but... looking forward to, not looking forward to it, but I have I have perfectly planned my schedule to just fucking not exist for the whole day if in in the event that that's the side effect i have because i know not everybody has it you know what though it's totally worth it yeah i don't fucking care no, it totally like, is i i mean genuinely felt like i was hit by a truck but uh, i don't care at all like totally worth it and uh this past friday well actually technically this past thursday was my two-week mark so uh i am as of now fully vaccinated uh and you know, it feels good. Uh, still, so, uh, still staying the fuck away from most people, and sure. still wearing a mask because, uh, and you know, I don't want to take my chances. Uh, yeah, and also, like, you can still transmit. I mean, it's a very low yeah. chance of it, but you can still transmit to other people. So exactly, and you know, I still care. Yeah, and so, that's good. But it, 
it feels good to, to know that even if I like, you know, cause it's still possible to get it, of course, of course. Uh, sure. but to know that the likelihood of me getting dangerously and like seriously ill, uh, and, uh, subsequently the likelihood of that getting passed on to a member of my family or like anyone else that I just happen to be around being very low, like that makes me feel so much better. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, so. um, <laughs> Just thinking, like, here we are a year out from, like, ah, it'll be over in, like, two <laughs> yeah, weeks. It's fine. <laughs> I, know, I remember, like, a year ago, we were, we were like, maybe two weeks out, two or three weeks out for recording. Like, we were doubling up, like, I know, yeah. you know, just, just to, like, get ahead. And I remember us being, like, oh, yeah, when you're listening, like, right now we're in quarantine, but, like, by the time you listen to this episode, it's probably going to be all over. And just every week it kept getting worse and worse, and we're like, <laughs> we should probably not be so far out. <laughs> just, you know, because I mean, like, uh, of just, all the shows we have, like, we we talk about, like, very modern things. You know, we're like, Second Condition 1, you guys very much focus on Battlestar Galactica, so it's very easy to record several weeks out. Uh, for you guys, you know, same thing with Left of the Dial. You guys talk about, you know, one specific album. And I know that, you know, we do talk about one specific movie, but we tend to have our first 10 minutes of just kind of shooting the yeah. shit, as they say. And, yeah, you know, it, it became an issue <laughs> when we were predicting a quarantine being done and it was not. Waiting for the, the day when, like, the, the like opening banter of an issue was like, oh, dude, did you see what happened to Houston yesterday? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, so I, I have to say, though, um, after this whole year and everything, you know, going down and, and seeing the world and stuff like this, when I like went to get my second shot, there was a moment where I was like, like got a little emotional because I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, like this, this is the steps. Like these are the things like these are the little things I can do yeah. to like help things go back to normal like this this helps my kid you know who who has now gone back to school full-time um onondaga count where i live onondaga county rates are really really low like under one percent for the most part um so she has now gone back to school full-time but i'm like but this is another like this is another great thing like that i can do to like protect her protect my mm -hmm. mom you know my mom's fully vaccinated now too but like these are those things that i can i can do those are those little steps to help my community you know, I can't, I can't be out there, you know, making a vaccine, uh, but I can be doing these little things. And it, it, it felt really good. It felt really good to do it. It was, it, you know, it, it made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the very similar moment when I got home uh, after getting mine and I just sat on the couch and for a moment I was just like. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's like a sigh of relief. Uh, yeah. But so this actually times out really well, though, because I got mine today and two weeks from now, well, 13 days from now, uh, let's say, uh, I will actually be in Philadelphia uh, helping with the latest Left of the Dial Live episode, uh, which happens on uh, April 24th, where we are doing a yeah. live show with Long Neck. So I'll be helping uh, run run the production side of that uh, with uh, Kitsy and Andrea. Kitsy, of course, uh, Kitsy and Andrea. Kitsy, host of Left of the Dial Live and Battlestar uh, Galactica Fancast Second Edition One, along with yeah. Andrea. Um, and this we will be my first time ever seeing Andrea in person. I look forward to that. I, I also have not met Andrea yet, even though I host a, a show with her every week. Right. Uh, and I feel like we've, we've gotten to know each other very well. Uh, but like actually met 
within this past year, like during uh, the pandemic. So uh, one day, but yeah, we actually, we just had uh, Lily from long neck on left of the dial uh, when this airs a little bit, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but just absolutely wonderful guest. That was a, that was a fun episode to do. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to do this. Uh, this'll be, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. So for those of you, uh, watching and listening in, um, you can find, uh, left of the dial. If you're watching us on YouTube, you're watching on the night shift radio, uh, YouTube channel. But at the very end of this video, there's going to be a little, uh, pop-up on the video that will direct you to the left of the dial live YouTube page. Uh, and for everyone else listening in podcast world, um, of course, you can go to nightshiftradio.com and uh, find out that information. But of course, we're going to plug this real quick. The easiest way to get the links and find out all the coolest new things that are happening is joining the Nightshift Media Group mailing list. Brand new mailing do list. It. It's do super it, easy it, to it, do. do. Uh, the address is nsrad.io slash mailing list. Oh, that's right. I did make that. You did make that. It was very, it's very convenient. Let me tell you. Um, But there is a link down below in the show notes and same thing with this YouTube video for those of you on YouTube. Very easy click. Uh, Definitely sign up. We only send about one email a week uh, just as like a recap of the week. But also uh, that will be the best place to find out about giveaways, um, special events, bonuses. We let you know all the things happening over on our Patreon. Uh, And just this past week, we actually, or a week ago, um, we actually released the sneak preview of one of the characters from show 17 for humans our brand new animated series which is coming out uh some point this year oh very very cool yeah i love edith yeah no edith is is yeah she's she's pretty great uh and currently voiced uh by someone awesome but we won't announce that yet because i don't know if they're Mm. gonna end up being in the cast (laughs) they they gotta (laughs) they gotta sign the contract first all right but that being said hello and welcome to the never heard of podcast I am your host, Michael Fight, And I am the rabbit. <laughs> we are Which, talking... I, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, we will fucking get there. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go places, let me tell you. So I was actually very, very excited to watch this movie. Uh, Same. I mean, like, Nicolas Cage training people... At least this is what I thought it was about. Nicolas Cage training people in jujitsu to mm-hmm. fight a space alien Mortal Kombat style, right? I mean, it's basically Mortal right. Kombat. Yeah. Right, ba-da, except ba-da, ba-da, instead, ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. instead of dimension, it's an alien, you know? Uh, speaking of Mortal Kombat, uh, the, uh, the Nintendo Switch online store was running yeah. like a fucking crazy special today, or like recently, it ends in like a couple days, so by the time this airs, it'll be ended. Uh but the ultimate edition of Mortal Kombat 11 for 30 bucks. Dang. So like half you off get, like, basically. Robocop and- so you get you get the the full game plus like a list like this long of DLC uh, a bunch of characters and skins and stuff like that and I was like I don't even like Mortal Kombat that much but it feels stupid to pass this up. <laughs> well, you can be RoboCop, you can be Rambo, you can be Freddy, you can be Jason got- like the amount of bonus characters is just fucking bonkers. I think RoboCop was was in the the bundle. Uh, the Joker was. Oh right, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like classic, uh, like the the uh, the Ninja Trio, like classic arcade skins were there. Yes. And like uh, it's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, so dude. I'll be uh, I'll be playing some uh, 
uh, some Mortal Kombat in the in the days to come because now I own that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of Mortal Kombat, actually, so the new Mortal Kombat movie is actually coming out on April twenty third. Yeah. Um, in about a week, and uh, it's it might be the first movie I go back to see in the theaters because the theaters are basically empty here. Uh, you know, and I'll have been basically vaccinated, you know, I'll only be two days off of, of my like full two week clear, but like I can go during the day when nobody's fucking around and probably see it with like five people in a theater that fits, you know, 80. So that might be the first movie I go see after, after this is all done. Um, cause yeah, cause it comes out Friday, April 23rd. It's, I mean, it simultaneously releases in theaters and in HBO max. And I do have HBO max and I do have an amazing TV, which will come up later because I do want to talk about that. It, it okay. is relevant to this episode. Okay. Um, but like, you know, it's theaters. It's, you know, I fucking love going to the movies. I used to go to the movies like twice a week, uh, yeah, all the time. I miss because it. I- Something close to normal is go yeah. sit in a theater. Uh, and yes, I want it to be, you know, a matinee in a, you know, mostly empty theater that I yep. will probably still wear my mask through the whole thing. Sure. Uh, but just just to sit there and watch a movie and get that experience again I, uh, soon. It's going to be very exciting. So uh, as mentioned, we're talking about the movie Jiu-Jitsu starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, so this movie actually came out in theaters around November uh, of last year. Um, and I remember, Caleb, I remember you and I like seeing the trailer for this. We, I think it was right around the time we did a Nick Cage movie, but we had talked about the crazy movies that he had upcoming like this, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Talent, uh, Willy's Wonderland or something like that. Like all these like... Is he important? 
Yeah. It's really weird. Like they drop this thing at the end and I'm like, but, but... that does not check out in any way, shape or form. <laughs> like not even okay. at all. But but imagine if Bruce Willis had been that character instead, which apparently was... Was the original uh, casting, yeah. Uh, the great story about this is that... So Bruce Willis was sent the script um, by the writer and director and the producers, and uh, basically he responded being like, oh my God, I love the script. Like, let's do it. And then just straight up ghosted them. <laughs> I think that is the funniest fucking thing in the world to be like yeah dude that sounds awesome like totally call me and then just like left them on red for like four months and then they were like ah fuck let's just hire nick cage why the fuck not at this point why the fuck not he's not saying no to shit no he was gonna be like are you gonna pay me what i ask yes then i'll be in whatever stupid fucking movie you want me to be in period and you know what i i love him so much for it i really do yeah like well and he's he is uh arguably probably the the only reason this movie is tolerable i it's i don't even think it's watchable but it's no. tolerable because of Nick Cage. And he's I, not even good in it. He's fucking terrible, but he's just Nick Cage. I can't imagine a universe where we decided to watch this movie without him in it. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you know, they're not high, but even we have standards. And you know what the crazy <laughs> thing about this movie, too, is? Is that, right? Is I think, I think they miscast... Uh, I'm going to say they miscast the main character because, so the main character of this movie is, uh, the, the character's name is Jake, but it's played by Alan Moosey, um, who, who is a, a pretty renowned stunt actor. Um, like I yeah. would say he's very accomplished. Um, you know, he, he's been in, he's been in pretty much any movie that requires like good fighting. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he was a stunt, uh, actor in, uh, Suicide Squad. He's, he's a guy in that, uh, the newest film, Nobody, um, he, he's in the series, uh, V Wars or movie, movie V Wars. Uh, I, I mean, he's just been in a bunch of things. Uh, as he we was, know, he was, he was Batman. He was fucking Batman. Yeah. He had like uncredited in an episode of Titans, but he, like he was Henry Cavill's stuntman in Immortals. Uh, he also, uh, has at least a bit part in that fucking God awful, just horrible, horrible werewolf movie, Wolves, that we watched. Yeah. Uh, with, with, our, with our buddy Micah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, was, it was with Micah, right? I'm yeah, yeah, going, we did that one with Micah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like going way back in my brain and I'm like, I hope this is filed away correctly and I'm not making yeah. someone mad. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That was like a year ago. I think we did that, that was, one. Yeah. I think, it, I think it was maybe more than a year ago. Possibly. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Man. Yeah. Uh, no, it couldn't have been because I'm going based on like where my desk was at the time, and it was definitely within the last year. Yeah, within the last year. Maybe that was right around the time of October too. I'm not even sure. So, so anyway, so Alan Moosey, you know, is is a he's a good stunt actor. He's a good martial artist. Um, but you have fucking Rick Yoon right there, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Rick mm -hmm. Yoon is is fucking great like rick yoon is is amazing he he's in the fast and the furious he was in die another day um you know he's in olympus has fallen which i, I i'm i've never really watched those films but i mean I, I they've made like five so they they must be doing something i guess uh he's in alita ba uh, battle angel he was in the series prison break 
Um, he was in the series Marco Polo, which was an extremely underrated Netflix series. That was a very um, good show. It was a very good show. Uh, he was in The Man with the Iron Fist. Like, Rick Yoon is fucking great. Like, he's a great martial artist. He's a good actor. He's super good looking. And, like, you fucking cast this Alan Moosey as the main character. Like, Rick Yoon is fucking gorgeous and a good actor. Why would you not choose? And a martial artist. Why would you not choose Rick Yoon? And then on yeah, top of that... Know. You have fucking Frank Grillo in this movie, too. Why (laughs) would you not make Frank Grillo the main character? Frank Grillo is the fucking Punisher, man. Like, he's a good fighter, too. Like, he he is known to be a fighter. Like, how do you... How do you look at those... How do you look at those headshots and be like, that guy? And be like... Who's that guy again? No, he he's actually one of the stunt actors. He's he's not, you know, we just have him as one of the stunts. Nope. It's, that's the guy. That's the one to lead my movie. Yeah, but you have Frank Grillo. I mean, you have the fucking Punisher right here. Nope, nope, nope. That guy. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm sorry to Alan Moosey, like like really good with the with his stunts and like his fighting style. Totally. Like it's is fun to watch. He is one of the worst actors I've ever oh, seen. Terrible. I mean, also <laughs> in fairness, this movie is terribly written. That's terribly. true. That you know what? That that's true. I I I can't make that harsh of a judgment against him without actually seeing him read a real script because this was fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we'll jump into it. So the film starts off. The the film also does this very weird thing where it has like these comic book transitions yeah and i mean it's yeah. like straight up comic book transit you know like it goes to the comic book cell and it's you know the the comic mm-hmm. style drawing and then that's how they transition things and it's weird mm-hmm. because sometimes it'll use that as like a, oh we're moving to further locations like time is traveling but another time like it happens a couple of times where i'm like wait no everything you just skipped over seems important like one of the times they do it they go from like okay, so here's the plan. And then it cuts to like the end boss fight. And I'm like, no, wait, hang on. Like you should probably show the plan. Like you, like those are things you should not skip. Instead, you're going to give me an hour of Jake being like, I don't know who I am. And then like all of a sudden he just fights and he still has no fucking clue who he is. He no. learns nothing the whole movie. And it just, it, it just doesn't make his blah, 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 blah. Well, cause we, we open with a scene of him running through the woods, escaping a like predator style, invisible enemy who like, it's just like an occasional shimmer in the background, uh, who somehow has a fucking unlimited supply of projectile throwing stars, uh, that is, that are being shot. Um, but absolutely atrocious aim. Can't hit fucking shit. Terrible. And Jake jumps off a cliff when he gets, you know, cornered. He like, gets the, the, the edge of a cliff, jumps off the cliff into the water. Uh, and instead of it being like a classic, like dive into the water, get away, like he's safe. And, you know, the enemy's like, oh, damn, shoot, 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 and miss. Uh, no, he fucking straight up hits his head uh, on a rock as soon as he enters the water and full on dies. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't. But he should have. He should have died right then and there. Fucking die. Game over. This character's done. But let's move on to the actual main character because this guy was just a distraction. Like, that's how you open that movie. That's a hundred percent. And then it should have gone to Rick Yoon being like regular army guy. And then, you know, the jujitsu clan approaches them and they're like, hey, like you've been chosen. Like you're the chosen mm-hmm. one and you should mm-hmm. be, you know, like it should have been Frank Grillo goes to Rick Yoon and was like, hey. 
like we need fighters like you're a great fighter i've been watching you like you need to fucking do this but uh, uh. so <laughs> so jake gets fished out of the water uh by a burmese couple an older burmese couple who who fix him up nicholas cage is in that boat they go like so we get the comic book transition it says the rescue oh and right. then we get the 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 boat is floating through and they just happen to find Jake and somehow not only did he not die from the head trauma but hasn't bled out in the water from the head wound or the two like massive cuts in his back as uh, or been like eaten or by, drowned or you know, or drowned <laughs> or any of the number of ways that this guy should be full on dead they pull him out and then Nicolas Cage just fucks off for like an hour and like you said the, this uh, old Burmese man brings the uh, brings Jake home, uh, and his wife stitches him up, uh, and like they, they make a point of her of showing her like doing the stitches, and then they show her done, and they show a shot of his back, and the wounds are still like gaping wide open. Oh. She doesn't stitch shit, and then later on they show and like they're closed up, and he's like he's fine. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> and and so the fact that Nicolas Cage is in. Uh, so Nicolas Cage's character's name is Wiley. The fact that Wiley's in this boat when Jake is discovered and then the reveal later, the fact that he doesn't fucking stay with him or take him, I, like, it just, it makes it even worse. And they also teased something completely different. They teased something that would have been way fucking cooler, albeit mm -hmm. more complicated but mm -hmm. they teased this really cool thing. We'll get to that in a second. So I, mm, you know what I'm talking mm, about, what I they do. could have done. And it would have been yes. amazing. Because also I do want to point out that in real life, um, Alan Moosey and Nicolas Cage are only about 16, 17 years apart in age. They're, they're, yeah. they're pretty fairly close in age. Um, yeah. yeah Nick, uh, Alan Moosey is, he's, uh, he's 40. Nicolas Cage is, is currently 57. Um, so uh, so Jake, so finally, the, so this, uh, the, the older couple takes, uh, Jake in a cart to this military base. Um, and we see that there is a comet in the air. This is something that they've shown. It's a giant blue comet flying through the air. And it's like very, very, like it is within earth's atmosphere. That's how fucking big this comet is. Uh, mm -hmm. so it would have actually like, like science speaking, it would have set our atmosphere on fire. That's how close it is. All well, even though it's um, cold comets are cold, but nonetheless, it would have exploded everything because it's really fucking huge. Um, so, anyways, so they drop him off at this military base, and for some reason, the military is fucking mean to him. Like they're in fucking Burma, and some white dude in assumingly tactical gear gets fucking dropped off, and they're like, you know, the woman's like, here, you know, she she speaks only Burmese, and they have a translator who doesn't fucking speak Burmese. However, I do want to point out that there are several other people of Burmese descent in this fucking military who speak Burmese because you see them do it five fucking minutes later. And they was like, hey, do you know what she's saying? And he's like, oh, I don't know, kind of this and that. And there's like six other people standing around that clearly speak Burmese because we see them do it later. And like, yeah. they couldn't have been like, well, do you know? And they'd be like, yes, because it's this. <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, a chance to... To let Eddie Steeples act dumb. Right. Yeah. Always. That's apparently all he's good for. No, dude's dude's a good actor. Yeah. And he's funny as shit. And like it just like totally wasted on like, oh, I'm the dumb guy who like I read Burmese for dummies. I'm the translator. <laughs> hey, right. I don't know shit. 
And so for those of you, Eddie Steeples was uh, Darnell in My Name is Earl. So that's probably where Love most people would know him from. Yeah. Um, good, good dude. I mean, absolutely, you know, funny, funny guy, like, but wasted in this role. Um, because the thing is, is like, he's set up to be the initial comic relief, but then he, he's like, haha, I'm funny in the first five minutes of the movie. And then only in the last five minutes in the movie, but I'm going to be replaced by Wiley. Who's then going to fill in the gap as comic relief. Like it was just such an inconsistent, like writing structure. Just really fucking terrible. Yeah. It was really fucking terrible. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so, you know, finally he gets pulled up the military and we never fully get an explanation of why the military is in Burma, uh, uh, you know, and the way that they are, like, it's clearly not just like a strategic U S military base or anything. Like they're there under the assumption that they're there to like study something. Um, they, they in passing say it has something to do with plutonium levels. Well, we get a, a hint later on and I think it's from, um, I think it's from Rick Yoon's character uh, that he is there uh, helping uh, army intelligence uh, and specifically this character, Myra, because um, uh, they've been studying this phenomenon of this, this comet and the thing that it calls forth every six years. So they've been studying it for like four cycles, basically 24 years. Uh, and, they're there, like knowing that, like this now is the time that this is happening. But it's this super secretive thing that, like, no one else in the army detachment apparently knows. Like, maybe the top few officers, but everyone else is just like, I don't know. We got this base here. Yeah, like we're just checking out radiation levels for some reason because we're military yeah. and not some science thing. I um, guess I don't know. The actor who plays Myra it was actually in one of the. Uh, um, the what's the the Dead Rising uh, video game movies that we watched? She was in Endgame. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, so this yep. is uh, Marie Avgaropoulos. Um, oh, she was also in Fifty Fifty. I love that movie. Great oh, movie. Yeah, that was a, that was a very good movie. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, great movie by the way. Mm-hmm, Anna Kendrick's mm-hmm. in that movie as well. Yeah, yeah, very good. Love her. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, so 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 we see uh, uh, Myra who who basically starts um, interrogating Jake, trying to figure out because because they basically come under the assumption that he is not military. So they're like, okay, so you're not military. You know, we run your fingerprints and facial recognition through our database, like, and you're not showing up. So you you are not military. So who are you and why are you here? You know, and he's like, I have no like i do not remember why i'm here i do not remember my name i don't remember anything and then they because keep fucking going fucking massive head trauma that they they know about they, yeah. they see it they they do a medical exam on him because they even mention like oh he has these specific wounds like here's all the wounds he has here's you know and and uh uh um what's his name there um eddie steeples what's what's his character's name tex um, yeah. yeah, so Tex, Tex even translates enough of, uh, the Burmese couple's, uh, thing to say like, Hey, they found this guy in the water. He was basically dead. She fixed up his wounds. So we mm-hmm. know that much that basically they found this guy and they're dropping off to you. But the fact that they're like grilling him the way they are just doesn't make sense. No. Like. I would just, you know, especially somebody who wakes up covered in blood and, and wounds and being like, I have no idea why I'm here. Them being just like, oh, and you're not militaries. You're not 
you know, you're not seemingly a defector or something like that. Like, I don't know, let's go fix you or send you back to America, like, you know, or turn you over to the Burmese government, like literally like, anything protocol. Bare minimum, just like put him in a holding cell until they can figure out who, like, if he's actually a threat. Right. Bare minimum. Yeah. Bare minimum. No. Um, but yeah, then he, like, he gets loose and... Like half the fucking officers on this army base come into the the interrogation room to fight him like hand to hand, rather than <laughs> literally anything else. It's and he beats the base. shit out of fucking half the army. Right. He he rips through like seven people, and then eventually just is like, oh, okay, I'll stop now, and then sits back down. And they're like, wait, what? Like he he corners Myra as she's about to jab him with a, a sedative, and like he's got her arm, and she like drops the syringe into the other hand, and like jams it, like which was a pretty dope move. Okay, it was a that. pretty dope move. Yeah, but like, so this really introduced us. Like this was kind of like our our opening scene of like what the fights were going to be like in this movie, uh, and this was like roughly a, what an hour forty five minutes, just about. Yeah, I think it's like hour forty two ish. Uh, yeah, hour forty nine. This movie would easily have been like probably 45 minutes or under if they hadn't done every fight scene in slow motion. Minimum. <laughs> and uh, uh, the the fight scenes are long too. Yes. Like, like I, I am a huge fan of, of uh, Kung Fu films, martial art films. Like I watch tons of, of, you know, Chinese Kung Fu films and stuff like that. And their fight scenes are long, but they're, they're entertaining mm -hmm. and there's like style to them. Like this is just like, punch, 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 kick, kick, punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick for like 12 minutes. Now, I will say brawling. a scene we get in a little bit was actually really fucking cool. Had you only showed me this scene of this movie, I would have been like, this looks like the coolest fucking movie in the world. And that's when it transitions from first person to third person. I thought, thought I, that was so fucking cool. Just like if you told me that that, that happened, like you described the fight scene to me, I'd be like, oh, shit, that sounds dope. Like, actually watching it, I almost got nauseous. Like, it was done yeah. so poorly with, like, the like the super, like, shaky camera. And, like, it would go from, like, you know, it was filming, like, third person, like, over the shoulder. And then, like, he'd fall down. And then he'd stand back up. And it was first person from his perspective. And he'd get beat around for a while. And then the camera would go off and, like roll around in the field from like a full like wide shot perspective and like it was just there was too much motion uh and like at one point it was like full-on hardcore henry i'm like all right this is cool yeah. and then it like gets knocked back and it's behind him i'm like this is weird i i thought that was i thought it was really clever and really cool and again I, had the only, that was probably like what they came up with first and they were like dude what if we did this thing now let's write a movie around it because it was yeah. it was technically like on a technical level it was really fucking cool but yes a major hardcore henry vibes i'm just i'm glad that they didn't do that through the whole movie because i oh, don't agreed. think i would have been able to watch it yeah no. uh, and i think i think that fight scene in particular dragged out for way way too long oh and God. i think that yeah. i would have appreciated the like the technical aspect of that camera work if it had been about a third the length of the fight agreed no i i agree with that um yeah so so there's a lot of this like a, a really good like the first half of this movie and i mean literally half the first half of this movie is just 
the same lines over and over and over again. Who are you? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. What's your name? I don't know. Blah, blah. Oh, now I'm going to escape and do all these ninja things with, with Tony Ja, and then I'm going to head off to this other group, and they're going to be like, don't you know what's, what you're doing? Like, you're back with us. And he's like, I, I have no memory. What do you mean you have no memory? Oh, do you not remember that? Like, what the fuck did I just say, idiot? Did I not just fucking say I don't remember who I am? Like, you know did what fucking, fucking happened stutter? to me. Right? Like, they know... What happened to they know that he got fucking thrown off a cliff, beaten by the the spaceman guy like they know everything that happened. They know that he has a very plausible explanation for why he no longer has a memory. And they're just like, oh, well, I guess you don't remember that either. Like, yeah, motherfucker. I just said that. I don't fucking remember shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like clearly. They probably should be able to, although, you know what, like, at this point, his massive head trauma is no longer visible, which the way he hit that rock, like, half his skull would have been caved in. Gone, yeah. It would have been fucking, like, unmistakable that he had a massive head wound. Yeah. But, like, he's fine the rest of the movie, so I guess it's understandable that they're... They're not sure why he doesn't remember. Uh, But when Wiley comes around later, Nicolas Cage's character, uh, you would think, like, he would have a pretty strong sense of why, since he was there when they pulled his... pulled his lifeless corpse out of the water. Fuck. He, he saw literally from start <laughs> to finish, he saw everything that happened, you know? So before we get even further into this movie, um, God damn it. Uh, seriously, let's just say that we're about halfway through our explanation because again, literally the first half of this movie is just Jake saying he doesn't remember. We don't really get a lot of the story until uh, a little later. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll, I guess, uh, finish up <laughs> with uh, jujitsu. Set Condition 1 is Night Shift Radio's Battlestar Galactica fan cast. Each week, Battlestar veterans Caleb and Kitsy revisit, and newcomer to the show Andrea watches for the first time the 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. They've just entered their third season, which means you've got two full seasons of sci-fi gold to binge if you want to watch along with them. Whether you're the commander of a soon-to-be decommissioned battleship or recently promoted to president of the 12 colonies. Join Caleb, Kitsy, and Andrea as they make their way through the Battlestar Galactica universe one episode at a time. Watch Battlestar Galactica free on Peacock and find Second Edition 1 at secondedition1throughoutthepodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod HeroCast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. A classic of modern cinema? A certified stinker? It doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. Start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. It doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. Hello and welcome back. So... <laughs> Uh, I I, yeah. I I just I fucking yeah. can't with this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So so at this point, we've had a lot of like Jake goes with the military. The military, you know, he's like, I don't know who I am. Blah blah blah. And they're like, Why don't you know who you are? And he was like, I don't fucking know. 
I don't know who I am. And he's like, fine. And then finally he escapes. He, he kind of gets rescued, let's say, by Tony Jaa. And he heads off with this other group of people, which has mm-hmm. um, Frank Grillo um, and uh, a couple other really cool people. Uh, I'm trying to find, yeah, Tony Jaa's in there. Um, we have Juju Chan, who is also fucking awesome. I would have mm-hmm. rather her be the main character of this movie because she's really yeah. fucking dope. Um, we have Maurice Crump, who is uh, also another really great stunt actor and martial artist. Um, he yeah. did Tony Tons of stuff in like Black Panther. Um, he he was also in The Protector. Um, uh, I mean, he he has been in uh, again. It's it's mostly all stunt work, um, but he's you know he's a really good fighter. And actually, he was seemingly a better actor than fucking Alan Moosey. Um, and he has like two lines in the whole movie. You know what? Uh, Regan Machado had like no lines and was a better actor. In this <laughs> right. <than Alan> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so eventually after being rescued by Tony Jaa, he goes off with this other group. So like Frank Grillo is there, all those people I just mentioned. And, um, and they are like, no, you're actually one of us. And like, you know, Juju Chan, who is Carmen, um, uh, in this, she, she's like, you know, seemingly affectionate. So it seems like maybe they had a thing going on, um, you know, and they're, they're all being very familiar with him and they call him by his name. They're like, Jake, blah, blah, blah. And he -hmm. was like, who the fuck are you people? I'd be like, first off, I get that you have amnesia, but if somebody's like, oh my God, we found you, Jake, and calls you by your fucking name, you're going to be like, oh, you know me. Literally tell me anything about my life. Like, tell me anything. Please you're not going to be like, who the fuck are you? would be like, well, of course you don't know who the fuck they are. You don't have your memory, and you know you don't have your memory. Stop mm-hmm. acting like an asshole. This is just bad writing, and I hate amnesia plots. Like with a passion like they're in my top five movie tropes that i hate along with mothership theory like that's that's like how terrible i fucking hate amnesia tropes yeah hate them and like how common is amnesia actually because like i feel like outside of someone with like an actual memory ailment or like you know a a neurological disorder or just you know the symptoms of aging uh, i feel like i've never met anyone who's just straight up lost their memory yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things that's common, like like how quicksand was common. You know, where like you see it a ton in movies, and you're like, oh shit, like quicksand is going to be an issue. I still look out for that shit everywhere. Right, but like, <laughs> I I would guarantee that uh, nobody you know has ever actually seen quicksand in real life. Um, and and if that's you fair. have, that's fucking awesome. Congrats on you. But I would guarantee that the majority of people you know have never actually experienced quicksand in real life. Uh, mm-hmm. In the same sense that I guarantee probably nobody has ever experienced amnesia. Because I, I mean, I know, I mean, obviously it happens. Obviously quicksand exists. Like it does exist. Yeah. And we do know that amnesia happens. And we know that selective amnesia can happen. And we know that mm-hmm. full-blown amnesia can happen. But like, it's got to be so fucking rare that like, you know, it's not like epidemic (laughs) i feel like the first time someone came up with amnesia as a plot point like oh oh that makes sense that's fucking that's a great idea he doesn't remember anything so then like he doesn't know about his past and like we all like we have to reconstruct the story oh that's brilliant and now like three thousand times later just just in soap opera episodes not even counting like any other form of media right (laughs) like you know what 
maybe it's not that clever anymore. No, it really is. You know what I have to say, though? Uh, I will go back and say that there was one instance I can think of. There might be more. But there's only one instance in a film in which uh, the uh, amnesia uh, uh, plot line was acceptable and good. And that was While You Were Sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman. That is uh, <laughs> that is the only amnesia plot line I can think of off my head that is acceptable. H. I fucking love rom-coms. Anyways, I know um, <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, uh, <laughs> it, it really is. Anyway, so anyway, so we get this back and forth. So he goes off with, you know, the, the Mortal Kombat crew and they're like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't understand, blah, blah. And so finally he kind of like escapes a bit and he ends up meeting Nicolas Cage's character, Wiley. It's important to note that uh, the comic book transition uh, refers to this scene as the rabbit hole. Uh, and then uh, while running away from something, uh, oh, while running away from the fucking monster, the, the bad guy of the, the story, oh, right. he yeah. falls down this this hole and like, what, like 20 feet from, from the monster, like definitely saw him fall down, definitely knows exactly where and would have gone immediately after and finished him off totally uh but somehow instead he falls in this hole uh and gets to meet and have a whole like talk slash fight sequence with nicholas cage before meeting back up with the crew who finds him through a tunnel somewhere like what yeah so so we learn via this fight with why now here's where it gets here's where it could have been really cool this movie could have been really fucking cool you're gonna do mm -hmm. it you want to mm -hmm. do it you do it. You, okay. You. <laughs> so Wiley and uh, and um, Jake have this really, uh, this, this is something that typically happens in martial arts movies. You see this a lot in Kung Fu films where it's like the, the seasoned master fights the, you know, pretentious, you know, uh, arrogant student. And they, they, they lay out plot points throughout this movie. And, you know, and it's, it's the master being like, Oh, you think you're so smart and you think you're so young and virile. Well, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and teach you things and lay mm -hmm. interest to the plot points. We've seen this tons of times. I don't mind this sort of thing. I think it's playful and fun. However, Wiley says a few things in this that make it seem like he is somebody completely different. So first off, he never actually says his name and nobody mm -hmm. ever officially introduces him. We only learn his name because somebody says like, oh, Wiley, you go off and do this thing. And he goes, okay, boss. And you're like, wait, yeah. like that's your name? And it kind of ruined a really cool reveal. So one of the things that we learned somewhere right around this time is that every six years, a basically a, a challenger comes and challenges uh, nine people to mm -hmm. essentially Mortal Kombat. If he is beaten, which is still kind of confusing, yeah. if he is beaten, he doesn't go on a rampage and kill uh, everybody in the world. So that means, and also they 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 lay out the plot point that uh, the the this traveler person w like came all the way to like the ancient Sumerians. And taught them jujitsu, taught them how mm -hmm. to fight, to be like, hi, this is this is a, a fighting method, to which he never actually uses because he mostly uses like cool space swords and stuff. Um 
so he, he teaches the the history of these people. He basically teaches them, you know, martial arts. And is like, okay, every six years I'm going to come back and I'm going to pick nine of you, you know, who are the chosen jujitsu and we're going to fucking fight. And if I beat all nine of you, then I'm going to kill everyone in, on your planet. If you beat me, then, you know, you beat me and I'll see you in six years. Um, I th- it, it's it's even more confusing than that because if all nine fight honorably re- regardless of the outcome, like he's like, cool, fuck off for six years. I'll see you assholes later. If anyone refuses to fight him, then he's like, kill everyone. And I'm like, how how do people not notice if he's just like rampaging through villages? Right. And like what? Like how does he decide to stop? Like is it like? You know, you know, this guy made me like this much angry today, so I'm going to kill this many villages. Uh, right. Or like, uh, does he like? Uh, are they going to try to say that like uh, he was the metaphorical equivalent of the the flood that killed like you know so much percentage of the the population or some shit like that? Like, like even that like could have been interesting if they're like oh look back through history at like all these times there were these massive like uh, events catastrophes that killed like millions of people that was him when somebody chose not to fight like that could have been interesting but no it's just really no. fucking confusing like sometimes he kills a bunch of people and uh, sometimes he just fights these nine he's like <laughs> <laughs> fuck off dude <laughs> yeah, through his portal like ah. <laughs> bitches. Uh, Cracks bitches. a beer can like fucking Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> fucking oh, that would have been such a better movie. Oh my god, just replace Brax with Stone Cold, and, <laughs> and I will watch the shit. Good, I would watch this movie in a heartbeat. But he, he acts like Stone Cold Steve Austin all the time. <laughs> Um, as he comes through the, or like John Cena, as he comes through the, uh, the fucking portal, it's <laughs> like the John Cena theme. Are you ready to rumble, motherfucker? Anyway, so, so here's the thing that Wiley says, and he says it a couple of times and he says it a bunch of different ways that I'm like, okay, that's mm-hmm, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So why, so we, you know, so they're having their little fun, like, you know, sparring play battle. And why he was like, you know, Jake's like, who are you? And he's like, well, I'm you. And I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. Like it's, you know, there's some weird time travel shit happening. Like maybe when he, when he fell off the cliff or something like it shot him back in time. And he's, this is like, you can fix the timeline thing, which by the way, there's actually a brand new anime that I just started watching called Tokyo Revengers, (laughs) which is about this exact, like that sort of thing. So a a guy wakes up one day, he finds out that like his high school girlfriend uh, and her brother died in in a, in like a, like a gang uh, war or something like that. Like there's these gangs like going around, like, you know, basically robbing and killing people. And he ends up getting pushed onto the train tracks and dying. And he gets shot back in time to when he was a kid. And he realizes that one, like the instances of his life set forth the catalyst to basically allow this gang to grow to prominence when he's an older adult. And so he's like, oh shit, like I have this moment to like save this girl and her brother. And so he ends up meeting with the brother and he's like, look, July 1st, 2017, you were going to die, like do everything you can, you and your sister to protect her. And then like he ends up uh, dying as a kid 
and going back to the future, he wakes up back in his body and the brother comes to him and is like, you saved my life by telling me to go do this thing. And he's like, he's like, oh my God. So what about your sister? And he's like, she still died. And he was like, I have to go back. And so now it's like, they're trying to figure out how to send him back. It's really cool. It's only been one episode so far, but it's really fucking cool. It's on Crunchyroll. Amazing. Yeah. So, so, but that's the thing. So Wiley says, he says a couple of things like that. He was like, I, like, I could be you in I'm six you in years. a few years. Yeah. Yeah. And he just kept saying it over and over again. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, this is sci-fi. This is fucking cool. Yeah. But no. Bring it to me. Bring it all to me. I'm going to spoil it right now. What we learn in the end. No, no. Wiley is Jake's fucking dad. <sighs> Why? <laughs> I fucking what? First off, they're not even that far apart in age, and they don't even look that far apart in age. Nicholas Cage doesn't look like an old guy. Like, they both no. look like they're in their mid 40s to early 50s. Like, they both look roughly the same age. Mm-hmm, Second, mm-hmm. why the fuck would Wiley, one, rescue his son on a boat and then just allow this random woman to take him away from his destiny where he was supposed to be instead of, I don't know, taking care of his fucking son? <laughs> oh, but he, he didn't want Jake to know because he was trying to save him. That's the dumbest no. bullshit. That's no, because garbage writing. Because then when they finally meet, it's like he, like he knows who he is because he's one of the group, but like... Jake's, uh, you know, Jake is the guy. Like he's, he's Jake, he's, he's Jake. And Wiley's just like, oh, I'm just, I've been around a while. <laughs> I, I could fight too. You, it just, <clears throat> it's just fucking <clears throat> terrible. And the worst part about it is that like that reveal holds no weight whatsoever because it happens in the very, very end of the movie. I'm talking like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Someone was like, oh yeah, by the way. That's your mm-hmm. dad. And he's like, mm-hmm. what? Anyways, yeah. let's go fight this alien. Like, there's no emotional connection to that. Like, we see Wiley eventually ends up facing Brax, and he puts up a really good fight. And he actually, mm-hmm. you know, he does a good job of of fighting him, but Brax in the end wins. B- but it's just like, it's the whole father reveal just becomes completely lost. And it just became, like, if Wiley turned out to not be Jake from the future or not Jake's father, it would have been just fine. Like it would have just been fine. Like it just would have been like, Oh, you know, another member of the team dies, but he was special because he like really opened up my eyes to like, cause he kept me, he kept giving him like dropping fatherly advice. Like, Hey, don't worry about them. You just focus on, on this, like just focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Well, and Wiley even has like kind of a, a really interesting character arc that you know, like he gets his redemption moment during that big fight too, because we learned yeah. that he was part of this chosen group some point in the past, and when it came time his time to fight, like he was losing and he begged for his life, and the you know the, he says that you know Brax thought I like he didn't even think I was a coward, he thought I was crazy, which like we don't understand why because like everyone's like oh it's just crazy wiley but like he doesn't act crazy at all he's just kind of goofy but like that's it it's like you know they didn't think there was any honor in killing a crazy man so he let me live and then like when he comes in like rescues um jake and uh the the other 
character. I can't remember her name. Um, I don't think she's even given a name in the movie. Uh, God, this writing. Uh, oh, but anyway, yeah. when he, he, he saves them and he has his big fight, that's like his redemption moment. And like when he knows that he's lost, like he, he bows his head, like kneels and like bows his head, like ready to like have it cut off. And, you know, the... Uh, Brax, like the, the the alien, like gives him his weapon back to continue the fight, and he like he dies honorably, blah blah blah. Uh, but <sighs> yeah, <Man. laughs> yeah, also, like it's just that I, bad. I, I, we also can't talk about that without talking about how you, you you touched on this. Uh, the alien Brax teaches the the people of Earth jujitsu so he can come and fight them, uh, but then he shows up with his never ending supply of projectile shuriken and his swords that come out of nowhere and his spears that he can just summon out of midair and like all these fucking crazy high tech weaponry. Uh, and his like predator heat vision that's fooled by a black cloak for th- yeah <laughs> for some reason yeah oh also in the fact that he completely can fucking heal uh mm-hmm. like you can so like one of the scenes that uh um so he's with the military at this point and Rick Yoon ends up getting separated and fights ends up fighting the guy um yeah. fighting the predator guy and you know he gets him kind of like cornered and he pulls off this huge fucking rail gun of a machine of a gun <laughs> and just crazy. lays i mean i'm talking so also he is like 10 feet away from the rest of the people like they're just yes. like on the other side of the trees and he fucking just lays in like an entire, cl- at least a hundred bullets or more uh, oh into this alien who drops to the ground covered in blood, all his, you know, flashy lights. Cause he's just a suit, basically like an exosuit. Um, they all, you know, go off essentially and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it jumps back to Jake and Myra and he goes, wait, did you hear that? Like, yeah, motherfucker, it's a giant railgun 10 feet from you. I'm surprised you can still even hear. <laughs> like, cause he he fucking goes into this guy. But then the the alien just turns back on, heals, gets up, and fucking, you know, uh beats the shit out of Rick Yoon. Fucking like heat hand and just like rah, like burns him. Like, yeah, like, it looked like he either grabbed him by the, the throat or something like that. But then later you see Rick, Rick, you and he has a completely throwaway scene where like he knocks out Jake because that's a good thing to do to someone who's already had massive head trauma. Right. And like drags him into a cave so that he can like die just after telling him like, oh, but, like he heals. So like you only get like five seconds uh, and then like gives him back his weapon, which Jake like. Uh, this is like, you know how I fucking hate people just leave weapons behind in movies uh, yeah. where they have to like constantly fight. Like you, like they use it once and then like throw it on the ground and then leave. Like Jake never even fucking use, like he keeps getting handed these two badass swords, like four different people. Are like, here's yep. your weapon. Here's your sword here. Use this here. You're good with these. And he never fucking touches them. Never. Never. Also, fucking Rick Yoon hands him a gun, and he just fucking throws that away, too. And it's like, I quit. <coughs> but, and then the worst thing about this, so this information is given to him <coughs> in the in the middle of the movie. Like, this is, this is fairly, you know, this is just after his back and forth between the military and the jujitsu clan being like, no, I don't know. No, I don't know either. And he never never tells anybody this information that seems insanely vital and he has several opportunities between this moment 
and the very last moment, which he actually battles this dude, and so does several other people. Mm-hmm. Literally, the whole Jujutsu clan faces him off in one battle. It's like five of them fighting this guy, and never mm-hmm. once is he like, and they they knock him down at one point. Someone like stabs him and like rips him open, another like shoots him, and never he was like, oh, hey, by the way, um, you've got 10 seconds in between healing where if you, I don't know, fucking cut his head off or something. Yeah, he, fucking he cut off his head. Grow back, or I guess, I don't know. But just oh, never fucking says it. Never fucking says it. And only sort of uses it in the end of the movie in the most absurd way possible. Because I'm sorry, if a guy goes from the beginning of time to teach me how to hand-to-hand combat jujitsu. And then be like, no, but it's all about honor. But then you blow them up by stuffing them full of grenades. How is that honorable? <laughs> like, wh- where is the consistency in the honor in this at all? There's, there's none. There's none. Fucking Brax, none. Brax has none. Yeah. The, like, ha- some of the fighters do, but it does them no good. None, because uh, they get fucking like, wrecked. Anyone who is like, fucking... no, I'm gonna fight you with a spear and hand to hand, they just get fucking torn <clears throat> in half. Yeah, like the hand-to-hand combat, like he'll get him in and like a chokehold and then just like fucking shuriken to the temple. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's not cool, Brax. Right. Why are you doing like, that, dude? Bra- Brax, are you are you bored? <laughs> and like, you know, I don't I don't know. Like, can we do, do you think Brax like sits on his home world and then like uh like the notification goes off on his phone and he'd be like, uh it's been six years. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Th- I don't want to do it this time. I don't want to do it. And then like, you know, like maybe his, his like space spouse is in the background being like, you you promised them you would do it every six years. You got to just go off and do it. Like, but I don't <laughs> want to be like, no, you said you would do it. You only do this once every six years. It'll be fine. Just go there, have a couple of drinks, kill a few people in and out. <laughs> in under a day you're only there for a day fine i'll go (laughs) oh my god uh like we haven't even talked about his weird ass fucking hologram face oh it was so fucking terrible (laughs) it was so terrible and what was the point of it like there was no point why did you have to give him a face to begin with like he has this cool exosuit thing like i get Mm -hmm. maybe you know like he takes the helmet off and maybe you see the face or something but like Honestly, Which, it's like, cooler if he just doesn't. If it's just a fucking suit, maybe he needs it to breathe because he can't breathe oxygen or something. I don't know. I mean, you you compare it to Predator and like, okay, that's like this that's a badass moment, the reveal when the Predator yeah. takes off his helmet and you see his weird face with the like the big old mandibles and the fucking yep. dreadlocks and everything like dude was dope. Uh but here we just get like a flash of like a smoosh of like, yeah, hologram face. Uh, why? Like what? So you know, you've got bad. you've got this weird misshapen glowy part. Like just just make it a fucking faceless glow. Like he, he could be a robot for all we know and all we yeah. care. Like just just mm, mm. yeah yeah. Also, I want to know how do they know his name? Is that just a name they gave him? Because he doesn't talk. So, I mean, yeah, is that the name mm-hmm. that he said that he was, like, way back, you know, the, the thousands of years ago or something? Like, how do we know his name? Like, they spent so much time doing the whole, like, 
I don't know who I am shit when they should have spent more time going into the lore of the spaceman, which was yeah. infinitely more interesting than anything Jake said. Like, so, fuck Jake. Like, Jake was the worst part of this movie, and the spaceman was the way more interesting part of this movie. The amnesia plot served exactly... But I, I guess we'll, we'll say two purposes, but we've already talked about how one was totally bunk. The idea that like, he didn't know who his father was, like, that's bullshit. Right. Uh, but so uh, basically it served exactly one purpose, and that's for him to not remember that he was running like a fucking coward at the the, uh, the opening sequence. Uh, and somehow Brax still, like, respects his skills as, like, the ultimate fighter and, like, you know, even, like despite what you did. And, like, no, you know what? Like... Uh, after watching the first guy just get fucking speared right through the temple with a sword that came out of the guy's glove, like, no, I'd run the fuck out of there, too. Oh, yeah. Like, well, and the other thing, that whole plot doesn't even make sense because we spend the entire movie seeing Jake literally go face first into danger at all opportunity. Like, he mm -hmm. never once is like, oh, my God. So we know that, like, that cowardice isn't in his character. It's not something he has to overcome or learn about. It's not, like, a lesson. Like, it would have been cool if that was, like, a thing. He was like, no, I'm just too scared. I'm too scared. And then they spend the whole, like you know, master student, uh, uh, like training sequence with Wiley where he teaches him to like overcome his fear. Like that would yep. have been fucking cool. Like that would yep. have made sense. But like, th it was just such a missed opportunity to do one of many several cool, like character building things. And they just fucking dropped the ball completely. Like yeah. they just didn't even look at the fact that there was a ball there. They didn't even pick the ball up. That's how terrible it was. Yeah. Very yeah. frustrating. It, so in the end, uh, you know, Tex comes back because now Wiley's dead. So we have to have our co a comedic relief somewhere. Um, and uh, so, so finally, they, you know, it's it's only Juju Chan, Jake, and Tex left. And so they they fight the uh, Brax, and you know, he has a substantially shorter battle than literally any of the other fight scenes in the rest of the movie. This one is like five minutes compared to the fifteen minute one we talked about earlier. Uh, and so in the end, they cut open his chest, uh, Tex tosses some grenades, Jake shoves them in his stomach, and then he mm -hmm. kicks mm -hmm. him into mm -hmm. the portal and he blows up the end. A fucking garbage movie. And like, is the portal destroyed? Right. Or like, is six years from now, like, Brax Jr. gonna come through like, you killed my father, fucking you honorless... So humans right and now i've come to show you the true meaning of jujitsu right uh, and he just like turns into like machine gun hands and kills everyone <laughs> <laughs> this is the true meaning of jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing so so should you watch this movie no fuck no absolutely no. not absolutely not, not. Not even for Nicolas Cage. And even if you did watch this movie, one, I'm sorry. If you watched this movie and you found enjoyment, the fight scenes are cool. Some of them. I think all of the Brax fight scenes are probably the worst fight scenes in the whole movie. I think the best fight sequence is when Jake is escaping the military compound with Tony Jaa. To me, that was the, like, the most interesting fight scenes, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean... Later on, when Tony Jaa gets his nightsticks made out of, like, metal piping. Yeah. I mean, kind of. But, so that's another <laughs> one. So I did want to bring that up. 
So that scene, it's it's Tony Jaa and Jake fighting uh, Brax. And it's supposed to be a big dramatic moment. Like this is one of the last fight scenes before the major last fight scene, but they do mm-hmm. it in the in this fucking dark corner of this mm-hmm. like weird broken down ruins. And mm-hmm. like, so this is the point I wanted to bring up about my TV. I have a really, really nice TV. I I like having a really large and a really, really nice quality TV is something really important to me. I watch movies all the time. It's yeah, yeah it's my life. So I spent money. You know, I invested in getting a really good TV. So like my like my blacks are really, really black. They're really good. It's not dark. It's not like weird or pixely. Like you see things really well. I could not fucking see anything. And Tony Ja is like a world-renowned martial artist, like actor. Like and like people put him up there with fucking Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Why would you bury his fight scenes in this dark fucking corner of this thing when you have a whole fucking jungle for him to do cool shit in and you bury it in this dark corner of like this really dope ass fight scene. It was just, it was just terrible. It was very like terrible. You know what? That actually brings up another great point. Cause at one point in the initial like master student introductory fight with uh, Nicholas Cage and, uh, and Jake, um, like Nick, uh, Wiley does like one kind of like half jump. He's like, I can fly too. And I'm like, they don't even do like cool acrobatic shit in this. Like you don't have the, like the dope, no. uh, you know, wire, uh, string, uh, whatever the, the, the fuck the harnesses are. And like the, the crouching tiger shit, the, like the really good Kung Fu movie fight sequences, like they could have hammed it up like crazy and like just really gone all in on those. And like, that would have been cool. I mean, you've got a, a, a legit fucking alien, like give him like jet back boots or something like that. And like, he can fly around and like Tony Jaws like Rah! with his fucking steel pipes. And like, that would have been cool, but no, nothing, none of this was cool. Well, that's the other thing too is because they they make it a point of saying how uh like the jujitsu like when when the comet comes nine people specifically are chosen it's not just whoever Mm -hmm. happens to be there at the time it's like you become a chosen group of people like you could be like hey you are a chosen one you're the chosen jujitsu master to fight brax every six years you know just like they do in in mortal kombat um, in that, like, and now you're imbued with, you know, your faster reflexes, more strength, you know, you're more agile, like give them that sort of like boost in, in ability to mm-hmm. be like, you know, this is the only way you're going to compete with this fucking alien in an exosuit. Like, uh, you know what? I'll go on record of saying this, go see the original Mortal Kombat movie instead. Watch that movie instead of this. Wow. It's way fucking better. Is way wow. fucking better. That's... That's harsh, but it's a it is a million fucking times better. At least you I'm get not Christopher Lambert's rating. <laughs> just realizing, like, that's harsh. Actually, I think one of the actors in this movie might have been in that. Uh, I don't I know. Think... I'm thinking uh, Alan Moosey was in Street Fighter. Never mind. Oh yeah, no, I actually I think who is it? Um, uh, uh, Maurice Crump, I think might have been in it. Oh no, I guess not. No, he started his career in 2007. Damn. Been around for a while. And that's the other thing that, like, with this cast, like, so many of them were... They're just uh, stunt people. They're stunt people, and they're legit, like, martial artists. And so, if nothing else, the fight sequences in this movie should have been just 
absolutely like thousand percent every single one of them should have been just fucking amazing and they weren't yeah no agreed i mean like fucking juju chan is is completely underrated in this movie like completely underutilized i should say like she is a very highly acclaimed trained actress on top of a trained fighter um Mm -hmm. she she has a fucking master's from tish like that is a prestigious like acting school like you know, and she's been in, she's been in some good things. She was in Wu Assassin. She was in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the um, the second one. Uh, she's been in some good things. Uh, not many, mostly just action films. But she she has a history of of good action scenes, and she just doesn't fucking fight. She fights like once the whole movie, like also yeah. underutilized. Like she again, she should have been the main character too. Anybody other than Jake basically exists to be Jake's love interest and like and that's it fuck? yep and even that was hardly <sighs> used yeah actually i think so yeah. like Jake and Rick Yoon should have swapped so Alan Moosey should have played uh Captain Sand and Rick Yoon should have played Jake instead that's that's yeah. the the casting i would have done instead um and yeah. i think it would have been no, it still would have been a really bad movie i can't even yeah, say I mean, it would have been good you, you can't save the writing cooler. but it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't, don't, don't bother. Don't watch it. Yeah. Don't watch this movie. So, um, that being said, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. If you have not subscribed, um, please go ahead and do so on your podcast player of choice. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Uh, Very, very helpful. And for those of you watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, We also appreciate that. Or share with a friend on your social media or whatever. Uh, We would appreciate that. Um, Caleb, uh, I'm very sad that this was the movie we did. I uh, yeah, I, I just, wanted it to know, be so good. I was so it, excited for this. You had no way of knowing. Like yeah. e- everything about this movie screamed like this is going to be great. Yeah, and uh, just it's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so thanks a lot for joining us, everyone, and we will see you next time. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.